Welcome to the Masterful Coach Podcast with Molly Claire, where coaches learn skill mastery, business mastery, and life mastery at a whole new level. If you're serious about creating a meaningful coaching business that makes a difference, you're in the right place. And now your host, master life and business coach, Molly Claire. Hey coaches, you are going to love today's episode. And just as a little teaser, we are talking about your underwear and how your underwear may be impacting your business growth. So I can't wait to share it with you before we dive in huge announcement. I am opening advanced certification this month. We open enrollment officially on October 26th. However, you can apply now. If you work with moms on parenting, challenges in motherhood, the stay-at-home mom space, the work-life balance space, family relationships and dynamics, if you're in that space, this advanced certification is specifically for you. Not only are we doing a deep dive into your coaching mastery and helping you to uplevel and expand your skills, but also I'm going to be talking with you a little about business as well, because there are certain challenges, we'll call them, thoughts, hangups that come up in this mom space. And in the last eight years, being in this industry, working with moms up close and personal and with my book, The Happy Mom Mindset, as well as doing advanced trainings and master level certifications as well, I am just thrilled to be bringing this to you. So if you're in that space and you want to up-level and expand your ability to help your clients and stand out as a coach, go to mollyclair.com, apply there. I cannot wait to get to know you. All right, without further ado, here is this week's episode. Enjoy. All right, coaches, I have a treat for you today. I have Judith Gatton, stylist extraordinaire. She is a coach. Her style is beautiful and different and amazing. And she will get more into this as far as how she works with her clients. But I wanted to bring her here because first of all, I, I know she's amazing at what she does. And I wanted to have her talk about sort of her journey to going into this. And um, we've also got her coming in the Masterful Coach Collective, our private community coming up next month. And so I wanted to highlight her on the podcast and share her with all of you. So welcome, Judith. Thank you for having me. Hello, listeners. Hello, community. I'm excited <laughs> to go in next month. I think we're going to have so much fun in there. Really, really yes. excited. Yeah, they are. They're so excited. It just brings a totally different flair to the conversation, I think, with what you share and talk about. So I can't wait to hear all about it. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited so, too. And I, um, I don't, I'm not, I don't feel I'm the most stylish person, but I definitely know what I like and what I don't like. But I'm always amazed at people who really have an eye for fashion. My daughter's really interested in being a fashion designer. And so I think it's a gift. It's it's just really beautiful, I think. Well, and here's the thing. And I hear this a lot, right? Like I'm not stylish or usually I hear the version of my mother was very stylish and I'm mm -hmm. not stylish. And here's like the definition of style I work from is your thoughts and your feelings about yourself outwardly reflected. So if mm. you know what you like and mm -hmm. you're very clear on those thoughts, Mm -hmm. You have a sense of style. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of allowing yourself more of what you already know that you like without yeah. letting the other rules come in. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Okay. So tell me first, what made you decide to focus on style for your business? And actually, did you start out in that place with coaching or did this come about over time? So... <laughs> 
so I feel like I've got like this weird roadmap that I found my way back to style. So yeah. I actually went to school to be a fashion designer. I went mm. through all of the classes. I technically have a minor in fashion design. Mm-hmm. And then I got some bad advice. Um, not bad advice. I think it was well-meaning constructive criticism that my 20-year-old heart could not take. Mm-hmm. And I decided I'm going to be a lawyer because that would be easier. Mm-hmm. So I was a lawyer for a long time and I did all the things right right? Air quotes, Mm -hmm. um, in terms of lawyering. And then I found coaching (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) through much cynicism. I was like, oh yeah, then okay, this is actually a thing. Mm -hmm. And then I met Carl Lowenthal and she is a former lawyer who is now Mm -hmm. a coach. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, you can make up stuff. Mm -hmm. You just go make up stuff and then go do whatever you made up. Like, that's how we do things. And I was like, mm-hmm. wait, what? <laughs> like, no, there's a path. And then there's pieces of paper that tell there you are how rules. to make up stuff. Like, <laughs> tell me the roadmap. She's like, there is no roadmap. You make up shit and you go do it. Yeah, yeah. And I remember just being, like, so encouraged, but also highly skeptical that that was actually a thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I worked with her. And there's a funny story between us that... I worked with her. We basically had my first iteration of my program mapped out, and then I freaked out on her and fired her. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's fun. I we need to get you back for that story another yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's and my recollection of it is not the same as her recollection, which makes it even funnier. <laughs> and then I meet, like, I saw her in person another time, and Rachel was was another coach was sitting next to her, and she's like, "Oh, you know, Rachel, this is Judith." And then Rachel goes, "Oh, you're Judith." I was like, "Oh." <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. I need to have you and Kara both on the podcast. I think so. We'll just, it's just we'll such have a funny a story. And it, you yeah. know, it goes to show because you have business owners, like you can have a client fire you, air quotes, I'll just mm-hmm. say air quotes around the firing and mm-hmm. still love you, still love mm-hmm. your work. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. It was, I mean, mm-hmm. it was never about Kara. She's a brilliant mm-hmm. coach. Obviously mm-hmm. it was totally about yeah. me. Yeah. And I wasn't ready to take a leap. So I freaked out. And I'm now back and I've hired her multiple times. I guess teach for her. I adore her community. She's incredible. So like, you know, you can find your way back even if someone quote unquote fires you, like you never know when they'll return. That's right. So when I finally stopped freaking out and I decided, okay, let's go all in. I just went with the program I had created before and decided, mm-hmm. okay, because we can make things up, I get to coach high-achieving women, mm-hmm. and I get to coach them on style, and I get to mm-hmm. coach them on confidence, and I get to create mm-hmm. a hybrid, weird baby of a program mm-hmm. and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Amazing. It's amazing. It's so fun. And then it happens, right? And then it happens. And then people are like, yeah, I, that sounds good. I'll sign up for that. And I remember... <laughs> I remember I had such problem charging people. Oh my gosh, y'all. If y'all have pricing drama, I love you so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I had such bad pricing drama. So I did a lot of free coaching in the beginning. Yeah. And I remember sitting with a mentor teacher at a table with a friend who's also kind of like in a mentor role. And I was telling about all these clients I was coaching. And then one of them kind of think caught on to me and she's like, are you charging anybody? Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like, and I get like squeaky voice and ridiculous uh-huh. when I've been caught. And she's like, no, no, don't do that. Are you charging people? And mm-hmm. I was like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> no. And it was so funny because then I, 
there was a deal struck. You can't coach anybody else until you actually charge them. Mm-hmm. And I cried. I like ugly cry. It's like, don't take coaching away from me. I love mm-hmm. coaching. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then a business starts because you actually start charging people. That's when you yes. have a business and there's an exchange yes. of money for value, my friends. Yes. So that's yes. kind of how I've ended up where I am yeah. currently. I love it. And and tell me, obviously, you love style and you love what you do. Why do you love it? What is it about it for you? I I mean, it's interesting because when I was in postgraduate, right? So post-college, I actually worked for Donna Karen. And mm-hmm. I did a lot of personal shopping, um, high-end clients. Like you have all of their information and their credit cards and you get mm-hmm. to send their secret packages to their office and not their house and all kinds of fun shenanigans. Oh, how fun. Yeah. But one of the cool things was, and I noticed there was this moment for women and I coach women. So this is what I look for, particularly mm-hmm. for people who are identified as women is mm-hmm. when they have an outfit they love. Mm -hmm. or they have that moment of confidence or just that there's like a magic moment where they look Mm -hmm. in the mirror and you see, they see themselves as their best selves for that moment, right? Mm -hmm. It's like that little preening moment where you like twirl or you do a hip check or Mm -hmm. that little something happens and you could see Mm -hmm. it across their face. And it was like, okay, how do we create more of that for more humans? Yes. and how do we get them to feel that moment for longer periods of time? Like there's a mm-hmm. there's a code we need to crack here mm-hmm. because there was something transformative about that. And seeing that over and over again, I was like, that has yeah. always struck me. Like, how do we get that magic moment multiplied, you know, at scale, so to speak? Yes. And that's why I love it so much because I think style is such an amazing conduit to a woman's heart and mind. Mm-hmm. It's such an amazing conduit to you know, what she really thinks about herself, how she's really feeling about herself. Mm-hmm. And I think it's an amazing conduit to teach mindset tools mm, and package yes. them in a way that are practical, digestible, understandable, so mm-hmm. that then they can take the fundamentals of these tools into a meta project or a meta decision or something bigger in their life. Mm-hmm. So if we can get them on board with taking better care of themselves, dressing mm-hmm. well, whatever that means to them mm-hmm. and showing it more confidently than we can do this in all the other areas that, yes. have, you know, quote unquote, more import. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And you, so you mentioned the word that like transformation. Yeah. What kind of transformations do you see in your clients as you help them do this work? And I assume, let me back up a little bit. I assume it really is leaning into understanding their own style, right? Yeah what really is their thing? Because you're not there to make them over into someone else. Absolutely I would not. Imagine. And, yeah. I, mean, I have some that get frustrated. They're like, just tell me what to wear. And I'm like, mm. oh, that's so cute. You think that's what we're doing here. That's yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, I mean, the process we walk through, and I call it like edit, design, create is the mm-hmm. framework we use. Mm-hmm. And a huge part of it is like, the first step is like finally admitting what you don't like. Mm. I think it's just so much easier through the human psyche. Like, I don't yes. like this. I don't like that. I really hate this. I really hate that. Yes. But yes. like giving them permission to finally admit that is such a fun place to begin. Oh yeah. I can and see And then that. we can get to the place like, well, what would you love? Like, we know mm-hmm. what you hate. We've established this. But like, mm-hmm. what do you actually love? Mm-hmm. And then let's, create a way that you can get more of that on purpose every day. Mm, And yes, we start with your clothing. We definitely start with your underwear drawer, but then let's take that same principle to any other area that you want to play with. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, 
it's kind of fun because especially in the design phase, we help them design what we call a personal style statement. Mm-hmm. And then that I feel like it's week four. So it's like right in the middle of the program and we designed it that way on purpose mm-hmm. and they're like ready for it by week four. Like their mm-hmm. brain has been like really primed for it. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, it's so cool. The transformations, because that was your initial question is like mm-hmm. when they step into that style statement that feels like that, I was like, it should feel like coming home. Mm, you shouldn't feel yeah. so aspirational that you feel like you're walking around in your mom's shoes. Like yeah. it really should feel like you came home to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're all over the place. So at my current cohort, we have <laughs> um powerful mm-hmm. running princess. We have mm-hmm. a runner. She runs marathon. She's an incredible mm-hmm. woman. Mm-hmm. And powerful running princess is hers. And if you met her, that just makes so much freaking sense. Like, mm. and then we have someone oh, who fine. it's industrial, edgy, undeniably feminine. Mm. That's hers. Ooh. And if, again, if you met her, it would make so much sense for her. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's so fun. It's, we never know what their brains are going to come up with. We just sit, we listen, we have a whole process mm-hmm. we work through. And then I'm like, let's try this on. How does it feel? And usually I have an idea of where we're going to land, but I'm like, you first, tell me what resonates with you. Mm-hmm. And then we'll say something. You just see like that magic moment, that look on their face, that moment when they come home to themselves mm-hmm. and it's like, yes, okay, now go live from that statement this week. Mm, and then I like love that. transformation really yes, starts yes. to happen. And it's so freaking yes. cool. And it does, it makes such a difference when we feel good in what we're wearing. And as you were talking about, you know, that coming home to yourself, I can see this being a very, really a step in knowing ourselves even better. And that self-connection, which I'm just a huge believer, has to be at the core of everything we do. And, and that's what I hear. And I do want to go back to talking about underwear, by the way, because you mentioned <laughs> that we're coming back to underwear. Yes. Um, but as you were talking, I remember I, at one time I went to be with my dad in the summer and my stepmom at the time loved to shop and she always wanted to take me shopping. My mom was not a shopper. My mom was not into fashion, but Cheryl, my stepmom at the time, she loved it. And so she would take me And she would dress me up in all these clothes and buy me all these things, things that she loved that she thought would look so cute on me. And I would buy them and I would kind of be excited about it. But then I would never wear them because they were never really me. And so just as you were talking, I was thinking about the power in sort of up-leveling or expanding the way you dress, but doing it in a way that is so authentic to you. Because I don't think it's going to work otherwise, right? It won't stick. It won't stick, right? You'll feel uncomfortable or you'll start to think, and this is what I see in my clients, like that something's wrong with you because you haven't morphed Mm -hmm. yourself into whatever it is you think you should be or how you should show up. And I mean, I see this with my entrepreneurs. I'm sure you see it too. It's like, well, so-and-so does it this way. So I think I should show up this way. And -and Mm so-and-so's branding looks like this. So I should do it this. Mm -hmm. I'm like, do you even serve the same people? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense that you would show up like, and I had one client was like, yes. you know, dress the nines if you coach moms. Like that isn't, that isn't, maybe your particular moms get dressed in the nines, but based on what yeah. she was saying, the people she served and it her ideal client, yeah. it wasn't, yeah. a, it didn't make any sense. I'm yeah. like, who are you trying to emulate? She's like, oh, yes. so-and-so. Like, yes, you don't serve the same humans that so-and-so serves. Yes. Okay, we're going to do a PSA right now to all of you coaches because 
I mean, I've seen this so often working with a client and they're trying to build someone else's business, right? Well, so-and-so has this kind of business. And so I think I should too, as far as their business model or the income level they desire or all of that stuff. And if you're building someone else's business, you're never going to succeed. And it's, it's the same thing, right? Yeah. It's like building someone else's wardrobe, right? right? For and just not your size. It's not your preferences. You yeah. don't even like those colors. You hate ruffles. I'm like, whose closet are we in? Because this doesn't look anything like you. Yeah. It doesn't feel yeah. like you. It doesn't even fit you. Right. And mm-hmm. we do that with business. We do that everywhere. How we do one thing yes. is how we tend to do a yeah. lot of things. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yes. To all of this. Okay. Underwear. Because do you, do you know Susie Rosenstein? I, again, in our weird circle, I know yeah. her, but Ever. I have never actually met her, met her. Okay. Susie is so great. I think she's the only person I've really met, met that's shorter than me. I think she's 4'11". I'm only 5'1". She is amazing. So she coaches midlife women. And um, she has, I remember like when she was first really leaning into that niche, she posted about telling these midlife women, get in your underwear drawer and see what is happening in there. Because you probably have these old faded, like worn out underwear you've had for a long time. And you need to get that underwear out of your drawer. It is time for a fresh start. And I just remember her doing this video of like showing her underwear and (laughs) taking it to the trash. And I was dying. But starting with your underwear is a thing, right? Oh, it's totally a thing. And I did not know that about Susie. And so now I have to reach out to her and be like, apparently we're underwear queens. We should meet. This, this is it's met. It's meant to be. But yes. there is something powerful about it. And I think for so many reasons, and I have an aunt who, and shout out to my tia, she thinks I'm really weird. She's like, yeah. always talking about underwear. Like, do you have a thing? It's, it's very strange. And I just think it's like the funniest thing because she gets all weirded out. So if I post anything yeah. about underwear, I immediately get a direct message. Miha, the underwear again. So yes, the underwear again. Underwear. <laughs> yes. I think, you know what, Susie, I think her podcast is Women in the Middle. I'm going to verify this right now. Women in the Middle podcast. I think the two of you need to have an underwear episode. So that's my I, I think so. It's meant to be. So I will definitely reach out to Susie. Well, Susie's team, I'm assuming. Yeah. And then yeah. we can make that happen. But I think underwear is important for a few reasons. One, it's literally between you and you. And I think mm-hmm. so many people do things for appearance sake or for other people to take notice that they've done the thing or, mm-hmm. you know, to prove that they've, you know, completed a task or whatever the case may be. So when we get into your underwear drawer, it's literally something for you. Mm-hmm. Nobody has to know about it. We don't have to proclaim it unless you want mm-hmm. to. Like, it's something that you're doing just for yourself, which mm-hmm. I find for most of the people I serve, they're huge into service themselves. Mm-hmm. So this is just such a novel idea for them. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I think is really important is you can kind of get some symptoms <laughs> the state of the underwear drawer. Mm-hmm. And it gives us a little bit of idea of what's maybe going on for you, not just with your mm-hmm. style, but also your self-care, mm-hmm. how you invest in yourself or choose not to invest in yourself. Yes. Your thoughts about the current state of your body. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's just such a goldmine treasure trove of weird information mm-hmm. about the person. Yes. And it's I'm so personal. Sure. 
Yeah. So incredibly personal. So sometimes I make light of it, but I've had some really serious conversations about with clients about Mm -hmm. their undergarments, um, particularly Mm -hmm. if they're part of a religious community that requires, Mm -hmm. you know, specific types of undergarments and all that that brings Mm -hmm. up for them. Mm -hmm. I've had clients, you know, I got lingerie during this first stage of my life and I wore it with this partner. Am I allowed to wear it with partner number two Mm -hmm. or my husband passed away? You know, do I have to get rid of all the underwear? And I'm just like, I mean, it's never about the underwear, right? Just as like, it's never right. about the food or fill in your niche. It's always about something else. So yes. I think underwear is such a just little great microscope of what's happening yes. to the human who's wearing them or not wearing them, frankly. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I really can see that because it it is personal in the sense that, no, well, some other people see it, right? But for the most part, like that's just you. And it's not like people see it when you're walking around. And so are you caring for that piece of clothing that you're wearing? And really, um, I mean, yeah, I can just, I can see that that would open up a lot of really important conversations for your clients. Yes. And it it was something that we wear so close to such an intimate part of us. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we investing in it? Like, what's the thought process there? Mm-hmm. Why haven't we gotten rid of things that are physically uncomfortable and sometimes physically right. painful? Like, what is the thought process behind all of that so that we mm-hmm. can take a look at the other areas of your life and say, hey, if we're doing this here, we're not willing to invest in even just good basic cotton ones that come in a pack, mm-hmm. then where else are we being that? you know, and I hate to use this word, but I'm just going to use it for lack of a better one, like Mm -hmm. stingy Mm -hmm. with investing in ourselves or our Mm -hmm. business or something that's really important to us. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So what would you tell my listeners about how they would consider maybe their own style and understand more of it, or maybe one step they could take today in, um, you know, taking some wisdom from you? Yeah, I think like there's probably something you already gravitate towards. Yeah. So there's probably, you know, if you love to wear trousers and a hoodie and a tee, like mm-hmm. you've actually developed what we call an outfit formula. Mm-hmm. Now you may not like your current outfit formula, but you have one. You actually do have a sense mm-hmm. of style, meaning how you've shown up in the world based on how you think and feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. If you wear dress in a cardigan, a dress in a blazer, like there is a style that's developed there. Mm-hmm. Now you may not like it. You can totally reserve the right to change it, but you actually mm-hmm. have one. Mm-hmm. So I think the first key, and this is back to what you said, is like the core of this, The all of it mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. your relationship with yourself. Are you paying attention enough to yourself to mm-hmm. follow the clues that mm-hmm. are already there? Mm-hmm. What do you actually already love? Then let's yeah. find the best quality for your budget, for your place in life where you are right mm-hmm. now, of the thing you actually already love. Mm-hmm. I had one client, she came through, and I have actually two that come to mind right now, and they just love soft cardigans and hoodies. Mm. Yeah. Like, and they're like, but, you know, it's not fancy enough. Fuck fancy. Mm-hmm. Pardon my language. I actually, we didn't discuss if I could curse beforehand, so I'm sorry, but I will try to refrain. You get to say and do anything okay. you want here. We want to get, we want to get the essence of you yeah, in like, all you of, all of it. have to be fancy. And your version of fancy yeah. is not everyone else's version. This is just a made up word. Yeah. So, let's find you the best cardigans. We bought her all these like yummy cashmere, like bright pink cardigans. They're just mm. so yummy. Yeah. And, like another client just loved navy blue hoodies. I'm like, let's find you the best like bamboo yeah. cotton or cashmere hoodies that we can find you because that's how you roll. Yeah. And then it was like they stepped into more of themselves and then they mm-hmm. were physically comfortable. Then their brain didn't have this like chatter in the background about 
the, you know, shifting around all those little weird body dances we do to accommodate horrible yes. clothing. But yeah. they could just focus on, and both of them were business owners in their own right. One of them was a doctor and a business owner. Mm-hmm. And it's like, let's just free up your brain space to go do your other things. But yeah. it was when we allowed them to like what they like. Mm-hmm to take a real look at how they were actually showing up every day mm-hmm. and then transform that into the best version of that, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like getting to know yourself, accepting yourself as you are, and then yeah. finding the best things to support yeah. your lifestyle and your actual personal style. Yeah. I love it. I Yeah. As you're talking, I I love to dress up for work when I am teaching, when I'm presenting, I I enjoy that. And when I'm working off screen or basically any other time in my life, I love to be in my leggings and my tank top, my workout clothes. I love it. I love to go walk around my neighborhood at any time of day and I want to be comfortable. And so it's like, you always see those two extremes. Rarely will you see me in this middle casual. I'm either ready to go walking and work out and get to work or I'm dressed up. No in between. And that's a little like my personality. (laughs) But then like it says so much about you, right? And if we just allow you to do that without thinking that you have to find midway. Yeah. Yeah. Then we just free you up to like change your clothes when you want, walk around your neighborhood when you want. Yes. It's time to be your version of dressed up. Then you're your version of like, then we don't have any drama around like, well, I really should find a midway and I should be ready in case the queen comes. Like the queen ain't coming. Just dress how you want. It's fine. (laughs) And you know what? Something else I thought of as you were talking about you know, just this authenticity and really dressing for you, because I know you mentioned, you know, dressing for other people versus for you. I think I used to think, oh, well, you know, if my husband and I are going out, like if he's dressing casual, I don't want to dress too dressy. And now my husband wants to wear shorts every day. And if we go out, I dress up as nice as I want. And I don't care if there's a mismatch. And I know it may not seem like a big deal, but it's it's definitely a shift and I love it. I love having permission to dress however I want. Oh, I love that. Yeah, we're giving out permission slips, folks. However yep. you want to show up in the world, you have our full permission. I love, to. and I think the idea of being overdressed is such an interesting thing. I think particularly mm. for people who are socialized as women because it's like, it's like a crime almost to be overdressed. But mm-hmm. if we turn that on its head, and I got this from a 1940s etiquette book, and it just made me laugh so hard. And it was like, you're actually giving a compliment to your host mm-hmm. by dressing up because you're mm-hmm. indicating to them that you took the occasion seriously enough to wear your best. And I just mm-hmm. thought that was like the funniest shit I'd ever heard. And I was just like, but almost, yeah. Like, I'm gracing, I'm complimenting you with my presence. Yeah, I love that. Like, you're so welcome that I've showed up looking amazing. You're so welcome. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Love that idea. Like, there's no such thing as overdressed. That's a concept we made up. And we usually make it up to beat people up with, particularly Mm -hmm. ourselves. So we eliminate that idea. And it's just a compliment to our host. Mm-hmm. And they're so welcome for us mm-hmm. being so amazing and mm-hmm. fabulous. I love it. We take yes. the pressure off ourselves. Yes. Okay. One thing I wanted to talk about was kind of this idea. I know that you've talked about the transformation and, you know, kind of how this can affect people when we think about dressing more like ourselves, our best version of ourselves and such. And I wanted to know a little bit about how you see dress and the way we dress affecting us business-wise when it comes to my listeners, 
and I'll take that just a step further and then you run with whatever you think is is relevant to share. But, you know, many of my clients are coaches that work from home, oftentimes juggling also kids or family life or whatever. And so I guess I'd be curious to know how you see the way we dress in, you know, in business, how that affects how we show up work-wise. And if you have any tips or thoughts on people that are working from home and kind of coming in and out of life and business, just would love to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah. So I have a lot of folks who work from home, particularly during the pandemic, obviously that became almost more normal than it had been. And one of the things I hear constantly is, well, no one else sees me. Yeah. And if you're at the early stages of your business, you're like, but nobody sees me. Like literally I have no clients yet. Yeah. Right. Like I have nobody to dress up for. Mm -hmm. And remember, this is about your relationship with yourself first. Yeah. So you see you. And Mm -hmm. even if we have no clients yet, they're coming. Mm -hmm. And we need to adopt the mindset of acting as if they were already here. Mm -hmm. And if you are someone who wants to be on the speaker stage in future, Mm-hmm. or you want to guest teach, or you want to be in front of larger crowds, are you are starting to orient your brain towards acting as if? Mm-hmm. So you dress for you, number one. We want to start to act as if. Mm-hmm. And that can be a hard sell when we have other humans, like little humans running around. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, maybe no one else sees you, but the little humans. You see mm-hmm. you. We have to start with that fundamental principle. Yes. So at two o'clock on a Tuesday, when you look in the mirror, are you dismayed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, look how I showed up. Like, I haven't changed my jammies yet. I haven't, I've been wearing the same yes. jammies for three or four or five days. Like, totally fine. Everyone has their starting point, right? Right, so right. Part of it is just like, if you imagine your best version of you who's achieved a thing that you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. How did you show up for that? Mm-hmm. And even yeah. if it's just like for now, we're fresh jammy change is all we're doing or like, <laughs> hey, no shame in your game. I love you so much, right? Let's just make sure your jammies don't have holes. They're not stained. They're not ripped yeah. or torn. Like yeah. fresh jammies that fit are in a great condition. We just start you somewhere. For those of you who are like, okay, I am changing out of my jammies every day, but I don't like how I'm showing up. Yeah. Then I want you to find like, what's one minimum baseline thing that you want to begin with? So I'll give you an Mm -hmm. example from a call last night. I have a client who works from home. She has a 20-step commute, she said, from one Mm -hmm. room to the other. Oh, I love it. I love that phrase. It was so good. And I was like, well, if you kind of just have your ideal day, your ideal morning, like how would you show up? And she walked me through like all the steps. And it was a lot. She wanted to start wearing makeup, doing her hair, you know, Mm -hmm. getting dressed every day. And it was like, da-da, da-da, da-da. There was just laundry list. Mm -hmm. And I asked her, I said, what's the one domino in this long chain of dominoes? Mm-hmm. that you think would have the greatest impact on all the others. We don't have to mm-hmm. worry about all the others. Let's just mm-hmm. pick one minimum baseline, one place to begin to start mm-hmm. this beautiful domino effect in the other areas. Mm-hmm. And for her, and this is going to be different for everyone, it was like creating a small boutique. And that's something we teach in my program. If you're overwhelmed mm-hmm. by the amount of clothing you have, like, let's just pull out the things that we actually like to wear. So mm-hmm. she's like, I'm going to go create my boutique. And that's mm-hmm. going to make getting dressed easier. And then mm-hmm. we can layer on the other stuff. Yeah. Some of my clients, it's like mascara. I just want to yeah. wear mascara every day. I just want to brighten my eyes. Mm-hmm. For some of them, it's like, I'm going to put my eyebrows on because, you know, from mm-hmm. our really, you know, pale haired folks, like they mm-hmm. have no eyebrows that are visible. So drawing on yeah. our eyebrows means a lot to them, right? So yeah, finding out, like starting where you are. 
For each of Mm -hmm. you, it's going to be something different. For some of you, it's going to be starting prayer and journaling every day. For some of Mm -hmm. you, it's going to be moving your body. For some of you, fresh jammy change. Like Mm -hmm. each of us is going to be different, but I want you to think like if I was showing up as my best future version of myself, who's achieved this thing I want to achieve, then let's backtrack. What are all those steps? And let's find one place to begin and just create consistency with ourselves, rapport Mm -hmm. with ourselves, a relationship Mm -hmm. with ourselves Mm -hmm. around this thing. And then we can layer on the other stuff later and we just build it like a beautiful process, like all good relationships. Yeah. Don't overwhelm them. Don't be creepy. Start lovingly, kindly. Yeah. Yeah. Timing those text messages, right? Like same thing. Yes. Oh, I love it. I want to, in a minute, I want to have you tell a little bit about Modern Charm School, which I know just opened up. So we want to definitely hear about that. I just was thinking as you were talking also about, um, I could see even value for my listeners and, you know, people absorbing what you're offering up to even just notice how you feel in certain things or sometimes, um, well, here, here's what I mean. This is where this came from. As you were talking, I was thinking oftentimes, I will decide to get all dressed up, you know, earlier in the morning rather than staying in my workout clothes for a bit, or I'll be working. And I, as soon as I do go off camera, I'm ready to go get in my workout clothes again, because it's like, what do I need right now? Or how do I want to experience this? And so sometimes in the morning, it's like, okay, I want to go get totally dressed up. I want to prepare myself mentally and getting dressed up helps me do that. And other times it's like, okay, I'm ready to dress down. I'm ready to put those clothes on because I'm feeling in my day, like I just want to give myself permission to really relax and enjoy. And so I've just been, as you've been talking, I think that even um, noticing the ways that putting certain things on our body help us feel and identifying what we may need or want at certain times in our day. Yeah. And modern humans, we have the weird phenomena of our clothing signaling our activities. Mm -hmm. Like for most of human history, having more than one change of clothing meant you were extremely wealthy. Yeah. You had a whole different kind of considerations. Like for most of human life, we had one change of clothing and it was what we were currently wearing. Mm -hmm. So for modern humans, like we signal our activities by our our outfits, which is so fascinating, right? For It is. Like I'm going to put on my yoga pants so I can go for a walk. I'm actually doing yoga, but this is signaling to my brain. We go for walks, Mm -hmm. we move around, right? Mm -hmm. I have my gardening clothes. Now my brain knows we're going to go get and play in the dirt. I have my clothes for painting. I have Mm -hmm. my clothes for kids school drop-off. I have like my Sunday Mm -hmm. church clothes, like work clothes, play clothes. Like we have all these ideas Mm -hmm. about like, okay, this outfit signals to my brain, this new activity is going to occur. When we work from home, we have to build that in on purpose. Because right. we don't have the external part of it telling us, hey, here's your cue. We're moving out of our work clothes that we were in all day to our evening clothes and then our pajamas. Mm-hmm. We don't have those external cues, so we have to create them for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm even thinking about, you know, my my mom clients who are running their business and kind of juggling that between focusing on work and focusing on kids. And a big issue is transitioning. I can see where transitioning your, like changing your clothes could actually help signal that transition for you as well. Yeah. And I talk, I mean, I talk to my clients about transitions all the time mm-hmm. and this is 
<laughs> such an overlooked part of life because mm-hmm. we're so used to moving from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next mm-hmm. without pause. Mm-hmm. So our brain never has an opportunity to like sort of close out the project we're on. Right. Right. And then recalibrate to be focused on fully present with the next set of humans we're interacting with or the next task at hand. Mm-hmm. So we have like these little, like, it's like if there's a hologram, it's like stuff sort of floating everywhere mm-hmm. and we forget to close out all the tabs. Yeah. Same thing, right? So we yeah. can transition signal with our clothing, which I think is extremely powerful. Yeah. And for some of my clients, you know, who do have a commute or not commuting from one room to the next. Yes. You know, I tell them like washing your hands, just very like carefully, quietly, thoughtfully mm. after your end of day mm-hmm. and then stripping off your blazer or your white coat. And just mm-hmm. that's like, okay, that part of my day is done. Mm, yeah. For my folks completion. who work from home, like turning off your computer. And I even and say yes. some dramatically push away from the desk, like, huh, right? Like, yes, <laughs> signal to your brain, like, it's I down. love it. Close really that nice. office door, or if you mm-hmm. know your office is the dining room table, which mm-hmm. hey, entrepreneur life, mm-hmm. physically close that damn computer down to signal mm-hmm. to your brain, like, we are now transitioning mm-hmm. to this other activity, to this other role mm-hmm. that we play. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a powerful little thing to do. And there's a myriad of ways to do it, y'all. You figure out what transition is going to work for you. Mm-hmm. Just a quiet moment of like, okay, that's done. Mm-hmm. And then you mm-hmm. switch gears. Mm-hmm. That pause, you want to find that pause for yourself. Yes. It's so important. Yes. yes. Oh, absolutely. I know when I come in my office, not, not always because sometimes there are some tasks that I'll do out of my office with my computer But for the most part, I work in my office. And when I'm coming in and I'm getting after it, I lock the door. Even though no one's going to come busting in my office, even when no one else is here, I always turn that lock on the door. And it signals to me, let's get to work. Yeah, that's your little, that's your pause, right? Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, um, I know for my listeners, the in the show notes will be all the places you can find Judith, but tell us about Modern Charm School. Tell us why it's amazing. Tell us all the things and where people can find you. Yeah. And I think it's a good, like for my fellow entrepreneurs, right? Modern Charm School was an idea I had seven years ago mm-hmm. that I wrote on a piece of paper and I circled. Mm. And then I stopped wow. the domain name. <laughs> And then you what? You stocked the domain name? I stocked the domain name. Awesome. I was like, when is it going to become available? Is it like, and then by chance, it became available a few years ago, but I sat on the idea. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Like, first of all, I don't think anyone should throw away their lovely notes. Like, definitely keep those. You never know when you could come back to yeah. an idea. But yeah. just because an idea is not right now doesn't mean it's a not ever. And yes. you get to play with it in your brain until you feel like, okay, now's the time Mm. to experiment. And I did run a version of it last year for a few months just to Mm -hmm. test things out to see Mm -hmm. like what didn't work, what worked. And I didn't create a whole failure story around it. I was like, no, like let's close it down. What were the Mm -hmm. lessons? What were the takeaways? How could we make Mm -hmm. this so much better? Mm -hmm. Which I think is a great question to ask yourself. Mm -hmm. And then my clients were telling me what's next. Mm. So I took the cue from them. I wasn't mm-hmm. forcing them into mm-hmm. an offer that they didn't want, right? I didn't create mm-hmm. something and then be like, did you want it? No, no. I asked them what they wanted and I started to really pay attention. Yeah. And then I created what was very close to my original vision, but really was tailored to the humans that I actually serve. So mm. Modern Charm School is like 
the modern version of traditional charm school concepts. Mm-hmm. So we've just modernized them for high achieving women. And mm-hmm. like every good school, we have pillars of learning because mm-hmm. we're stay on theme. Mm-hmm. So we talk about style. It's kind of the mm-hmm. first floor of mm-hmm. the modern charm school imaginary building that will exist at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. And we get you dressed and ready. And then we talk about wealth. We talk mm-hmm. about gumption. We talk mm-hmm. about legacy. And those are the mm-hmm. four pillars. And Beautiful. it's incredible because we do the style stuff. Yeah, we get a monthly lookbook that's beautifully curated with shoppable boards and different sizes. So plus petite, because wow. I know my petite babes have trouble finding clothes. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so we it. we got you, y'all. We we hear oh. you, we see you. So yes. plus size petite and then straight size, and it's like a beautiful magazine that you can actually shop in clothes that actually will fit you. Mm-hmm. And then we have you know workshops that really dive into different topics, and we have weekly coaching calls. So. It's kind of like the best stuff that I love to talk about all in one place. And then mm. I found out my clients love to talk about the same stuff too. And it's all in one place. So it's, amazing. it's actually really incredible. That's amazing. Wow. I love that. And I love, you know, what you offered up about if you want something, don't like, don't drop it, right? The time will be right. And sometimes it has to come to fruition. And I love that idea of testing it and you know, paying attention to your customers and I have so many lessons in all of that. So. Yeah, so much. I mean, Amazing. and obviously you and I love to teach. So yes, I'd yes. love to tell you about something I'm offering, but I also want to show you entrepreneurs like, hey, here's all the things that happened to create the thing. So they're not just seeing the like the end result. I'm like, yes. oh, I want to create that. It's like, you totally can. And here's yes. some stuff I learned along the way. Yes, yes. Before you see the end product. For all yes. of us, there was always some sort of experimental phase, friends. Yes. Yeah, because otherwise see, people would see you, right? Oh, Judith, she's she's an amazing style coach. Probably, like the story we'd all make up, right? Probably she was always really good at style and she was just one of those really lucky people that just started this really successful business right away. And it was probably really easy and perfect for her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like we put each other on pedestals and it's like, like yeah. I have trouble charging people. I was so dramatic about pricing. Oh my God. Like this, they're just so funny. Right. Or I so normal. Know, started something, mm-hmm. turned something off, tried again, did another iteration, realized that sucked and then did it like Absolutely. That's what it is. It's like I've been telling because I'm doing actually a beta group right now. And it's stuff that I'm like taking bits and pieces of what I've done. And I put something together that I just think is fire. And I'm so excited about it. And everyone I've talked to, I tell them, here's the thing with building a business and what will work and what won't work and marketing messages. I can give you amazing advice in terms of your marketing message, your business model, this, this, and this. And the only way you're going to know is when you actually test it. You have to put it out there. You have to learn from it. You have to get feedback from it. That's the way, right? And that is messy. It is not neat and tidy ever. No, and I don't think like, here's the thing. If we we lose the idea that it has to be neat and tidy and linear and consecutive growth and drive ourselves nuts, Mm -hmm. right? If we just like really allow it, like, and you start to listen, you get yeah. so much more information back that's useful because you're not in your own head. You're actually watching the humans that you've involved right. in your shenanigans like for yes. feedback. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Well, this has been amazing. And yeah, definitely everyone listening, if this spoke to you, if you're excited, interested, go look at the show notes. And you, what's your website, Judith? 
Yeah, so judithgatan.com, and you just mm-hmm. click on the work with me button and kind of mm-hmm. enter my world, and we can play from there. Amazing. So awesome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. It's so nice to be with you. Thank you for having me. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to the Masterful Coach Podcast. If you're ready for complete support as you build your coaching business, check out Molly's collaborative community, the Masterful Coach Collective. It's a place where you'll have access to the best experts in the biz, community support, and guidance as you build your perfect business 90 days at a time. Visit www.mollyclaire.com for details.